Y'all pretty ladies around the world There's a real nigga here And he's about to get some um, Pearls? Pearls? <laughs> <laughs> about to pearl? I don't know <laughs> And we about, to pearl. we about to put on our airs And act real cool Smoke a couple of blunts And talk about who acting fool <laughs> <laughs> If this music we can do it Don't need to dance We don't have no time for psychological romance No romance, no romance No no man for me Mama, come on, baby, tell me what's the word of smoke up. <laughs> Everybody say, roll your bamboo backwards, even try to hit your vape a smoke up. <laughs> it's a cold smoke. Maybe we just put the bong in the freezer. What? You remember that? No. Now all you sucker DJs who think you fly <laughs> and you know the reason why you try to put on your airs and act real cool. You know, for a long time I thought my uncle was that nigga in cameo. What? <laughs> Sweetheart. Uh, uh, they said America acted out last weekend last mm -hmm. week yeah. and now I want us to come to the birthday party mm -mm. we're not going to the birthday party sweetheart <laughs> let's start the show Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Wake and Bake with Tuesday and Thursday, 8 a.m. ish. Spark you a bowl, let's get high in this bitch. You know, my drum roll's always been terrible. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Wake and Bake with B. Mo Shabapa. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's your boy. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, B Mo, your culture analyst, your creative shit talker, your. Today, you know what I'm saying? I might be the spook that sat by the door. This might be the last show. They might come knock on the door, sweetheart, because we got some dangerous things to talk about this morning. But before we get there, make sure we say good morning to the later house. I see some people on the YouTube are following instructions, and I appreciate you, Drew and Jordan. Thank you. Make sure we say good morning to the later house. Now, who we got in the house this morning so far, sweetheart? Um, so who done far. woke up? Re up, Alex. What up? That is Alex. Yeah. I had to check. That is Alex. Yeah. He does exist. <laughs> <laughs> um... I am mom. Oh, hey, girl. What's up? The world of Zah 420. The world of... Hey. Good morning. <laughs> you have found your people. <laughs> good morning. And then Good Vibe Tribe on YouTube. Good Vibe. Hey. Let's see if I can get this. That's all? That's all the people in the house is one? Yeah. I make sure they say good morning to the lady of the house. Now, I don't know how you're going to do that, but I'm going to do my part and make sure to say good morning to the lady of the house. As always, we want to thank the folks over at the Washington Informer Bridge, WIBridgeDC.com or at WIBridge, uh, all social media platforms so that you can stay 
in touch with all the things that is happening in black culture within the DMV and beyond. We appreciate you over there at the Washington Former Bridge for supporting the show for uh, for four years now. Well, three, two, two and a half years now. We appreciate you, Washington Former Bridge. Thank you for that. Um, as always, you can always check out the new Blueprint newsletter, New Blueprints, uh, as the written machinations of this exiled revolutionary here. If you're ever interested in... Um, if you're ever interested in, uh, uh, you know, some of the formal ways with some sources and some better writings that we can actually talk about some of these things, then head over to bmobrown.substack.com to join on to the new Blueprint newsletter. It is $5 a month. If you can afford it, if you can't afford it, just let a nigga know, okay? It's not that deep. We could put you on the scholarship. The lady of the house said, I could put you on scholarship. I could put on scholarship, right? Yeah. Okay, the lady of the house approves, therefore, it is the word, all right? Uh, we have some interesting, great things we want to talk about uh this morning it has been a very interesting week in america uh some of these things i can't talk about like some of these things just cause so much blood pressure in my chest i feel like i need to be around for a couple more years so i i'm gonna parse those things out but we're gonna talk about affirmative action Today, I think that's what we'll talk about to begin with affirmative action. We want to talk about something that happened to me over the weekend um, that illuminates some of the fears of Fed now. But actually, I think a good way to start this show this morning, sweetheart, because it is the fourth day in July, I'd like to hear from Frederick Douglass. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna, we want to play this video that was put out by PBS, uh, Frederick Douglass, Freddie Doug. Um, Frederick Douglass, his uh, um, descendants read his speech from 4th of July. If you didn't know, if you haven't heard it before, I definitely encourage you every 4th of July, if you're just feeling a little frustrated, go back to 72 years after 1976 to read the words of Frederick Douglass when these white men invited Frederick Douglass to speak about liberation in front of a white audience. Mm -hmm. He didn't kowtow, kowtow. He didn't uh, 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 bend the knee to the power. He actually spoke truth to power and said some very dangerous things on the stage having escaped slavery while still trying to be paid to celebrate liberation. So let's watch his descendants uh, about 90 seconds and we'll come back and we'll get the show officially started. Freddie Doug or Lil' Freddie Duggs, take it away. Do I look there or yeah. there? Okay. Okay. My name is Alexa Ann Watson and I am the great, great, great granddaughter of Frederick, Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass is my great, 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 great. I am the great, great, great granddaughter of Frederick Douglass. I am the great, 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 great grandchild. I've been counting on my fingers since yeah. I was like five. Whenever you're ready, here we go. This is the 4th of July. It is the birthday of your national independence and of your political freedom. Fellow citizens, I shall not presume to dwell at length on the associations that cluster about this day. The simple story of it is that 76 years ago, the people of this country were British subjects. Oppression makes a wise man mad. Your fathers were wise men, and if they did not go mad, they became restive under this treatment. With brave men, there's always a remedy for oppression. They succeeded, and today, you reap the fruits of their success. 
The freedom gained is yours, and you, therefore, may properly celebrate this anniversary. Fellow citizens, pardon me. Allow me to ask why am I called upon to speak here today? What have I, or those I represent to do, with your national independence? Are the great principles of political freedom and of natural justice embodied in that Declaration of Independence extended to us? I am not included within the pale of this glorious anniversary. Your high independence only reveals the immeasurable distance between us. The blessing... Definitely go check out that full video. It is on YouTube right now, the PBS version of Fourth uh, of July to the former slave. What does it mean to us? There's a speech by Frederick Douglass. Definitely go check that out when you get a chance. Uh, it is an important dialogue, an important piece of our conversation, an important piece of our history here in America. Um, although the nation is selling, it's celebrating its independence. You know, I still think the invoice is unpaid. So, you know. That's what that means for now. So we appreciate the descendants of Frederick Douglass. Thank y'all for that. <clears throat> so we let's get into some of these topics though. Where do I want to start? Where do you think I should start? Oh, well, we got Malik in the house. He said, you're... What up, Malik? Good morning, man. <laughs> and Mono's Detox. Mono's! And the OGs. <laughs> Where do you think uh, I should start? You think I should start with the Fed now or the affirmative action joint? Hmm... I feel like they're both kind of spicy in their own ways, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe affirmative action. So with affirmative action? Yeah. Okay, sweetheart. So, Supreme Court struck down portions of affirmative action. Yeah. Just for those who are keeping up, who aren't been keeping up, or, you know, people, you know, people aren't as uh, 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 aware of what affirmative action is. It is a principle that was started, uh, I think, in the 70s to help... Uh, started in University of Texas, uh, Asian person sued the state because the race was being, was a black person, don't get me quote the law out here, but somebody of color sued the state because they didn't want their race to be a factor in, or they felt like their race was a factor in the admission to the University of Texas that goes up to the Supreme Court and they declare uh, 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 affirmative action, which is essentially a principle that takes race into consideration as it pertains to the historic marginalization and disenfranchisement of certain minority groups, putting them onto a level playing field. The opposition to affirmative action has often been merit. Like if you're good enough, then you should be able to get the job. But those of us who are good enough and who have looked merit directly in the face know that merit is not the reason why you get opportunities in this land of snakes. The reason why you get opportunities in this land of snakes is because the people you know. And the reason why I can prove that is also within the affirmative action decision. Notice a second ago I said parts of affirmative action were uh, uh, um, deleted from the law. But the other parts of affirmative action, probably the most effective parts of affirmative action, which is that you can still judge somebody's character based on their legacy, Mm -hmm. is still intact. And that legacy is another word, code word for systemic, and that systemic is another code word for the advantageous system of white people or an advantageous system for white people. So therefore, affirmative action 
may have made it more easy for legacy white people to continue their legacy of being legacy, but it has made it more difficult for black folks who aren't perfect. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to be perfect to be respected under under non-affirmative action laws. It gives people who uh, are not perfect an opportunity to be seen, opportunity for their accomplishments to be put into the proper context, given the fact that, you know, maybe some of our people were enslaved until 1997. Maybe some people was enslaved until Tupac had his last record. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's... 06. Huh? 06. Yeah. Ex- look, sh- 06? <laughs> you telling me there were slaves and we was yepping in our white tees? That's crazy. Mm-mm. That's crazy. That's crazy. But again, you know, some people think that, you know what I'm saying, if you were freed in, 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 in 2006, then you should have the social wherewithal and the social capital and freedom to move in a liberated body when we just know that is not the case they won't even give dark-skinned niggas jobs at the at the front of mcdonald's let alone mm. <laughs> let alone are we giving black people an equal shot but that's not surprisingly that's not <laughs> the tactic i want to take at addressing affirmative action because okay. what also affirmative action does it is it is an attempt and maybe i'm giving in the benefit of the doubt to white folks but it is an attempt um I forgot what I was going to say. Affirmative action is an attempt. The way I want to go is not necessarily attacking the merit-based concept of affirmative action. I feel like black folks have been having that conversation about should we be merit-based or should we be based on our race, judged on our race. We've been having that conversation internally since the affirmative action case happened. If you want to see so, you can check out just different debates that happen on all types of sitcoms. There was one on Eight Men. There was one on uh, Different World. There was one on, I think, Martin. There was conversations about what does affirmative action mean to black folks within the common understanding of, of blackness? But that's not the way I want to take it because I feel like we've been having that conversation. What I feel like white people were trying to do was come up with a race-neutral mm-hmm. approach to the law. And on this show, especially in season four, we have been trying to prove that race doesn't exist. Now, Bimo, what is the difference between racelessness Mm-hmm. and race neutral. Uh, I don't want to give you the answer yet. I actually want to send you to this white man. This is the white man. I think his law firm and his or his lawyer or his lawyer group has actually been at the center, at the core of these Supreme Court fights against affirmative action and the Voting Rights Act. Mm-hmm. This white man starts off this conversation saying something very interesting. Play the videos we are. I think it's the first one. The NAACP provided the model for all of us, uh, and it was uh, a model that was successful and uh, a model that um, we all strive to emulate. I think there's an interesting uh, arc that we can discuss. The NAACP provided the model for all of us. Uh, and it was uh, a model that was successful and uh, a model that um, we all strive to emulate. I think there's an interesting uh, arc that we can discuss with the Fisher case. Um, As some may remember, Heman Sweat 
applied to the University of Texas School of Law in the 50s and was denied admission. Heman Sweat was a Houston area mail carrier who met all of the qualifications to attend the University of Texas School of Law. He was denied because of his, because of his race. He wanted to attend the University of Texas uh, as just an applicant who met the qualifications. He didn't want his race to be used as a factor to harm him, obviously, but he didn't want his race to be used as a factor to help him either. He didn't want the bar raised, and he didn't want the bar lowered. Abigail Fisher basically made the same argument. She did not want the bar raised for her because she was white. She didn't want it lowered for her either. I think that that arc that connects Heman Sweat to Abigail Fisher is the founding principle of the civil rights movement. So, <clears throat> um, you know what? To better exemplify that point, I feel like this clip from this television show could help us illuminate what the difference is between race neutral and racelessness. And I'd like to say before we get onto this, that this is an old blueprint. It might be funny, but it's still an old blueprint. Go ahead and play the video, Scott. Morning, Dwight. Who are you? Who am I? I'm Jim. We've been working together for 12 years. We're Joe Dwight. You're not Jim. Jim's not Asian. You seriously never noticed? Hey, hats off to you for not seeing race. All right then, Jim. Uh, why don't you tell me about that sale that you made yesterday? Uh, Wellington Systems sold them 10 cases of 24-pound letter stock. Or were you talking about Krieger Murphy because I didn't close that one yet, but I'm hoping I've got a voicemail from Paul Krieger waiting for me. Please enter your password. You have one new message. How did you know? No, no, no. That is sensitive information only for employees, not outsiders. Dwight, cut it out. I'm trying to work. You don't work here. You're not Jim. Jim, I got us that dinner reservation. Greek goes 730. Oh, great. Can't wait. Jim's at the dentist this morning, and Steve is an actor friend of ours. I don't know who you are, but you are not Jim. This is Jim. Home. Oh, dude. Uh, how did... <gasps> Shout out to you for not seeing race. Right. Sweetheart, if I came on here and a white man had replaced me and just acted like everything was normal, I need y'all to freak the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to freak the fuck out because I am obviously not a white man. Now, here's, here's why I bring this up, though. There's a difference between race neutral and 
racelessness or Afro pessimism, which includes racelessness. Um, we've been talking about on the show that we need to get rid of this racial caste system, heavy emphasis on the caste system, the system that takes from the lower class so that the upper class can succeed or be profitable or be whatever the fuck they want to be, right? Um, but in that, and I remember Kendall asked this question a couple of weeks ago, in that, that does not mean that I cease to be a black person. Mm -hmm. It does not mean that I cease to be an African on this side of the planet. That is not what that means. It means that the qualifications, the the uh, uh, pejorative, the subject, I'm sorry, the adjectives that you use to describe my race should not be in a negative, nor should they be destined to any type of stereotype or bigotry or whatever. Mm -hmm. I should be a black man. You should recognize that I love hip hop and you should put me on the same level as any other person on this planet. I too am human. There are no brutes here. We are all human. Mm -hmm. That's what it means to be raceless. Mm -hmm. Race neutral means I see you as a black person. I know you've had black problems, but fuck that. Let's create one blanket-ish, one blanket solution to make sure that everybody can succeed. Mm -hmm. And when they say everybody, they don't mean everybody, meaning the diverse individuals. They mean the individuals who want to be, who choose to be, who would like to be in this upper racial casted system. Those who want to be considered human. Those who want and feel like they deserve opportunity. That's what that means. Right. Let's create a system so we can give opportunity to more people who need opportunities, who look like us, who participate like us, who, who, who have a culture like ours. That's what that means. And affirmative action was a law to help mitigate that. Now, we can go blue in the face to figure out if niggas wanted to be merit-based or if they want to be race-based. But what I feel like it's stupid is to say I have been, disadva I have been disadvantaged mm -hmm. by the culture of this country. Don't worry about it. Right. What? My opportunities have been shortchanged. I have been marginalized. My people have been disenfranchised. Not even my people. My family has been disenfranchised. I don't get the same opportunities as other people. But when it comes to applying to college, don't worry about it. Right. That's stupid. But you know what? You know, we say on this show, sweetheart. What if niggas are stupid? <laughs> what if niggas are stupid? Uh, and so I wanted to bring this up today just to show that there is a what the Supreme Court is dependent has decided on is to go with some race neutral tactics. And to me, that is scary because that is a form of erasure. Mm -hmm. And uh, I played this Asian clip. I was going to play another Asian man, the Asian man who was uh, the face of the case, per se, basically saying how this is a big win for Asian Americans. And I remember writing a when I was sleeping with Superman, I remember writing an appeal on behalf of AAPI Month, and there was something that I bumped in upon, uh, which is the term AAPI, Asian American Pacific Islander, mm -hmm. was a movement in the 60s and 70s uh, as a formal way to get Asian people closer to America. Right. The Asians, and I, I know I sound real racist right now, but according to this movement, the AAPI movement, these individuals wanted to be Americans. They didn't want to be considered other. They didn't want to be considered minorities. They want to be Americans. Right. And in my black ass view, although we still haven't got repaid for the invoice for the work that we did, wanting to be American sounds like you want to be white. I said it. Mm -mm. I said it. I had to get it out. I had to get it out the way. 
I had to get it out the way. So this young man who doesn't want uh, his race, which means his social caste, to play a part in his ability to create better opportunities for himself, might actually just be carrying the water for white supremacy. Right. <laughs> and, um, niggas not fucking with that. Uh, it's funny how uh, affirmative action happened, let's say like in, I don't know, I'll, I'll say 72. Affirmative action in 19, we'll say 73. Affirmative action happened in 1973, hypothetically. It's been 50 years and not, and there's been hella debate. You can see the debate on In Living Color. You can see the debate in barbershops. But you know what niggas didn't do? <laughs> they didn't go to the Supreme Court. No. <laughs> <laughs> they did not go to the Supreme Court because we can have a conversation till we blew in our face about the legality or the appropriateness or whether it is uh, frowned upon to be a proud affirmative action recipient. And we could have talked about that until the revelation came and went. Mm. But man, another group decided, you know what? Uh, there is an opportunity for us to expand admission into college. And instead of attacking these legacy students who are still mediocre, let's get the niggas out the way. We got any comments, sweetheart? That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Um, Drew says American means white. Everyone else has to hyphenate. Fest. It does. Right. It does. Because you're not a white American. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> I guess you, so. Drew was saying the AAPI movement should have been, they should have just been uh, calling to be American instead of Asian American, Pacific Island. They should have just been American like like everybody else. Hmm. Black Americans got to be black Americans. Hindu Americans got to be Hindu Americans. Indian Americans got to be Indian Americans. Indigenous Americans got to be indigenous Americans. Hmm. <laughs> huh. You know what I'm saying? But if you're white, yeah, because why, why are you not a European-American? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you're not a European-American. You ain't from here. Right. He also said, as far as I'm concerned, the only reason to celebrate today is Malia Obama's birthday, and this is the day Will Smith saved the world from an alien invasion. That's right. We appreciate you, Will Smith. <laughs> hey. That's right. That same hand <laughs> that gave Chris Rock the blues, <laughs> the same hand that saved the world. <laughs> Chris Rock should be appreciative. Well, and then... On Instagram, mm -hmm. we got Yonder Project. Uh, oh, what's up, man? Good morning, Kane. <laughs> what do you say? Just nothing. He just he just here. He just here. What up, Kane? Good morning. Um, Truck said, "What up, big dog?" What up, big house? dog? Hey. Huh? <laughs> and then we are Short Man Tay and Erica Americas. You know who Short Man Tay is? Who? Erica. America. Short Man Tay is Dante. Oh, yeah, made the song. Nice. <laughs> he in the house and drew the picture. Oh, wow. <laughs> this man is all up in Wake and Bake with Bima. We hey. appreciate you, brother. Oh, and then Good Vibe Tribe says, I don't feel like white bro is not wrong. Not sure if it's still the case, but affirmative action helps white women the most. Exactly. We just need reparations, <laughs> to be honest. Let's deal with the invoice of slavery. Facts. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's brilliant, like. though. It's like, should we be arguing over affirmative action, or should we, or should we focus on the source? Right. I don't know if we need to restart affirmative action. Let's just get to the reparations, okay? Let's just get to the reparations. You got any comments? That's all. No, that's 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 pretty much what I was thinking. Um, this white man over here, not white man, the, the Asian or whoever it was, yeah. trying to dismantle 
um, affirmative action. We haven't even gotten reparations mm. for it. Yeah, we still got the, the, the invoice is still unpaid. You right. know what I mean? Weren't there, um, never mind, I don't want to give wrong facts, but I was thinking about the the things that Asian Americans went through, like in the, what was it, 40s, 50s? Yeah, they had yeah. the internment camps and they had right. reparations for those internment camps. Mm-hmm. Also, there's no original sin for the Asians. What you mean? Like, it's, if I'm putting myself in the shoes of an Asian American, I'm from Laos, mm-hmm. or I'm from, you know what I'm saying, Vietnam. Well, not Vietnam. Vietnam's a bad example. Uh, but Laos, if I'm from Laos, <laughs> right? Or China, or even J- well, Japan's a bad example too. The Philippines, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. America hasn't really, hmm, hasn't done anything to me directly. True. They might have fucked up the global economy. They might have dropped some bombs on my Asian brothers and sisters. There might have mm-hmm. been a war in Vietnam that they lost. But like, there is no sin long and wide enough to put a bad taste into the Asian's mouth. I'm just guessing. I'm not an Asian man. Yeah. But like, uh, you could be a witness of slavery. You could be a witness of Jim Crow. You could be a witness of the Niagara Movement. You could be a witness of George Floyd. You could be a witness of Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily make you, was it sympathetic or empathetic? One of the things that you feel like you're actually a part of it because you've witnessed it, because you've experienced it. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Empathetic. You're not an empathetic partner. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense then that this same group would be like, yeah, we, we don't want to be minorities. We just want to be Americans. It's like, mm. Right. Do you? And they already have the convenience of like their proximity to whiteness. So They're Very close. Yeah. Very close. Right. If it wasn't for that face. <laughs> man <laughs> if it wasn't if it wasn't for your facial features boy <laughs> man Drew said America been using Asian sweatshops for their economy for decades mm-hmm. Facts. Mm-hmm. you don't got no attitude right we've been exploiting y'all that's alright mm-hmm. uh, 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 Tony Morrison said we have the, the moral superiority and I believe him yeah. it must extend far but I'm not gonna jump on the Asians no more I fuck with y'all I fuck with y'all. This was a bad decision, though. (laughs) Uh, This was a bad move. This is this is why you know what? This is why Asian folk need more TV shows. You know what I'm saying? This is why we need to empower more Asian creators. Cause you're supposed to talk about this in the movies. You're supposed to talk about this in the shows. You're supposed to write about this on the blogs. You went to you went to this white man. Right. Oh no, that was a mistake. (laughs) That was a mistake. I saw a clip from uh, was it Fresh Off the Boat? This little little uh, Chinese Asian little Asian boy mm-hmm. was um, trying to make good with the white kids at lunch, and the white kids at lunch was talking shit about him, and so he tried to go sit back at the black table, yeah. and the black boy was like, "Oh, the white boys didn't accept you. Right. Hmm. <laughs> Can't sit here no more, though. Get out of here." Mm-hmm. Drew nah. said, "Most Asian media that makes it to the West, where they speak of their issues, is an anime." Mm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, what's that boy name? Uh, uh, who was on the Who's on the Daily Show for a week? Hasan Minaj. Yeah, yeah, we need more. We need some more of those. Okay, mm-hmm. so you can talk your shit on the TV show, not to the Supreme Court. Oh, no. <laughs> you took this. You took this to Clarence Thomas. That's what I was thinking. Oh my God! <laughs> you know this nigga was gonna sign off on it. Oh my God, niggas know you. We don't go see Clarence. No, <laughs> <laughs> we don't go see him. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a quick break. We got my man Michael Robinson featuring Tashiro with the Tone Che music video. Make sure y'all check that out on all social media platforms, all streaming platforms to get that popping. Illustrated by my girl Lydia Corbett. Oh, hey, Lil, I did a little creative production. Uh, make sure y'all go check that out and watch that video. I think right now we got 40 views on YouTube. It should be 80 by the end of the day. Go Liberation. Get your, uh, you know, there's a, Never mind. Watch the music video. We'll be right back with more. Wake and make we. I was about to go into the history of how animation, if you track black folks in animation, you can track the story of blackness in America the same way you can track, um, uh, if you track the story of black people in American horror films, you can track the story of black Americans in America. Make sure you all see the blackening. Mm, it's okay. It's okay. I, I have, I have. I have grown appreciative of it since I haven't watched it. But anyway, uh, make sure you watch this music video. It is animated because we're making our own animated videos because we believe in uh, independence. All right? We'll be right back with more. Who make we be more Shababa. Welcome back to Hawaii and Bake with B Mo. Yeah, I love that music video. Yeah, uh, it was it's such a great activity to be a part of such creative exercises. To be in the middle of two creative geniuses as they try to work out how they're going to express themselves through these mediums. Uh, I always love being a little 
creative liaison between two parties so make sure y'all go check it out mm -hmm. before we get started make sure you also go check out the new blueprints newsletter we got news newsletters coming out looks like it's like once or twice a month now since i'm getting my doses correctly we could use the five dollars a month Dosage. but yeah my dose is correct <laughs> we could use the five dollars a month but if you need the uh but if the balloon wouldn't go higher, <laughs> uh, if you need the scholarship, just let me know. We can make sure we put you on. Um, oh, we got, we got. I, I, I thought this was interesting in reference to the um, affirmative action conversation. Yeah. You said Godzilla is a metaphor for the atomic bombs America dropped on Japan. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And then Erica America said Ali Wong was a writer um, fresh off the boat. Wasn't she in the, what was that show? She was in uh, that show where they hated each other. Yeah. Enemies or yeah, yeah. Fuck you or I don't know what it was called, but yeah. Yeah, we need more of those though. Right, that shit was right. good. Mm -hmm. That shit was good. And the Koreans can make a movie. Let me okay, tell you. Okay. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. These South Koreans can make a motherfucking movie. From Parasite. Woo -hoo, to woo -hoo. Train to Busan. Oh man, train to Busan, man. Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something, man. These oh, uh, I read that the actors from the Squid Game, yeah, like got paid embarrassingly low. And the um, the writer director, he isn't getting residuals. He's getting that. residuals. Yeah. Um, uh, which uh, I did not plan on talking about this, but just to bring your back to the like business curtain the reason why someone wouldn't give you residuals is because they don't believe that the project would be profitable crazy because netflix made almost a billion dollars off made that. a billion dollars off that joint and now the main uh the main character from squid game is asking for a million dollars per episode and the studio's pushing back but then again <laughs> think about monique so am i really surprised because <laughs> true right true true um, <laughs> the studio's pushing back and we like why like you made a billion dollars off the joint and you can't give a man off of one show <laughs> yeah. you can't give the principal actor how many episodes is in uh, Squid Game 10 maybe yeah you can't get a man 10 million dollars well I tell you capitalism man but <laughs> I'm telling you oh it all falls down man listening to the the, mis the mystery of iniquity Man, get you get some tears in your face. That's not what we're gonna talk about though. I want to talk about something a little scary, and I feel like I need to finish rolling this blunt um, to uh, to exercise what I was talking about. Uh, sweetheart. Yes. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, what did I read? I read. Is it DC or California that you can make like up to $1.2 million a year and still be considered middle class? What? And we're not making $1.2 million a year. No. So I would say we, we, we not even <laughs> poverty. <middle> class. Poverty. <laughs> poverty. <Right. clears throat> uh, and when we talk about like racelessness or get rid of uh, like getting rid of like caste systems, what is interesting to me about the deletion of a caste system is not that poverty or people who make less money will stop to exist. It is the it is the connotation that we put on these impoverished people. Mm -hmm. I was 
Um, and I, you know, I, there was a petition at one point that like every congressperson should be living off of food stamps. And I agree with that because I feel like any person who's making decisions for the public should have, um, should have experienced poverty. Yeah. And not because I want you to be poor, but because there is a perspective from this caste system that I feel like most people don't get. Mm-hmm. Um, an easy one is bus schedules. Yeah. Corporations and governments create bus schedules based on the money that these bus lines make from these particular areas. It has nothing to do with who's at the who's got the most need, who should be getting more bus service, where the bus should go, how it's benefiting that community that needs the transportation it has nothing to do with that. And the reason I bring that up is because you wouldn't know about the inequity of bus schedules until you're trying to take a bus from here to the south side. And it takes you seven hours to get from here to the south side. And it has nothing to do with how long the bus stops. Mm-hmm. There's only one bus per hour well, in certain situations. Yeah. There's only one bus per hour that would take you from the south side of Washington, D.C. to downtown. Mm-hmm. When I was working at the Boys and Girls Club, I had dreamed of this concept of a nonprofit that would be uh, uh, addressing what I call the transportation gap, which was essentially poor people spend more time and money trying to get to a place than people who have capital. Mm-hmm. So when they say that poverty is expensive, they don't necessarily mean that like, oh, it costs you twenty dollars to be poor. No, what it means is that like, if I got to go to work. And my job is in a car 15 minutes away, mm-hmm. but it's an hour and a half on public tra- transportation. I'm taking an additional three hours of pres- of transportation that, I'm sorry, I'm taking an additional two and a half hours of transportation that someone with a car didn't have to do. Right. That's two and a half hours I can't be on the phone. That's two and a half hours I'm not with my kids, which means that's two and a half hours that I got to pay for a babysitter or more. Uh, child protect or child services that's two and a half hours that I can't be actively engaged into my dreams which I have to get more capital that's two and a half hours I can't be buying a house like there's so much time that goes involved into these situations and you can't really notice until you walk in those shoes Mm -hmm. so as a poor person I noticed something sweetheart and I'm gonna be honest with y'all can I be honest on the show of course I'm gonna be honest with y'all Getting ready to talking about it right now is actually making me nervous as fuck. Yeah. Because I feel like I wasn't supposed to notice. Yeah. Uh, right. uh, and after watching I Am Virgo and realizing that, a lot, well, re-realizing that a lot of these systems are designed to keep poor people poor, mm-hmm. I noticed something. And uh, I'll start with I'll start with the story. Uh, and I'm going to be very personal. I'm just going to put all the details out there, sweetheart, if you don't mind. I work... I won't put the detail out here, but right now I work for an organization who is paying me for the next like three, four months as a contract. Uh, and because of the contract status, for some reason, I'm getting paid in paper checks. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have a conversation with them and see if we can change that. But maybe I won't because of what I'm going to tell you. I'm getting paid in paper checks. And somebody correct me if I'm wrong. But when I was a kid, all the way till I was 34, which was, you know, in May, when you de- when you deposit, it's, let's say you deposit a paper check on Wednesday mm-hmm. for three thousand uh, dollars, and you do it before noon, shouldn't your check come to your account on Thursday 
right. for three thousand yeah. dollars. That's how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it, even if you deposit the check after five on Wednesday, mm-hmm. shouldn't Friday morning your check be there for three thousand dollars? And honestly, even Bank of America will get it to you the next day, even if it's after five. That's what it was, right? Used to be, used to be, right? So I deposited a check last Thursday for three thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Um, put it in before noon. Uh, like they've been usually doing with like Citibank, to give you like a little percent of the check mm-hmm. before it clears, and then the next day you get the full amount. And you took it in person, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So Thursday I go deposit the check. That's before noon. Friday, I wake up, I check my account, and I have the 10% plus $250. Yeah. Like $250 flat. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. I ain't never, um, I ain't never got an allowance off of my check. So I call up the bank. (laughs) Uh, And the bank tells me, and I think I have this under FedNow results one, sweetheart. The bank tells me yeah, that there is a new policy based on U.S. law, and that policy basically states that it now takes three business days to process your check, and over those three business days, the institution is allowed is allowed to give you an allowance on your own money. Mm-hmm. And I, if if Citibank had sent me this notice agnostically, I'd have thrown a fit and gone about my day. Like, damn, that's a stupid policy. But when I called the bank, the customer service rep tried to gaslight me to think that this is a policy that's been happening since I opened a bank account 25, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. To the point that the lady was on the phone, I don't even know if you heard the sweetheart, the lady was on the phone was like, well, let's go back in time and look at your other deposits. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What we're not gonna do is you're gonna go back in time and tell me it always took three days when in real life I was there mm-hmm. and I got my money the next day. <clears throat> yeah. I also said it would have been faster for me to take this check to a cash checking place where they would have called my employer, gave me the money, and I could have just deposited it here. Right. To which she said, this is a new policy. I don't know what's going on. Here's what it is. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, sweetheart, as I like to blunt, this policy scared the evolu- everlasting shit out of me. Yeah. Why has the government created a law in combination with the banks to further delay the processing of my money. Uh Uh-oh, almost dropped the mic. (laughs) Why is the government creating a law in combination with banks to delay the processing of my money? Not how do they have the power, because I understand how they have the power, they have the power. So the second thing happens to it, I get off the phone and I go to look up the law. Yeah. Why did this law exist? Uh, and I found something very surprising. It shocked the shit out of me, actually. This law is part of another set of laws that establishes 
the Federal Reserve's right or ability to create a central bank mm -hmm. and a digital currency that comes from that central bank. Hmm. The government's creating a central bank and my checks are being delayed by processing. Mm-hmm. Now, the strategist in me is like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Something is happening here. There's a two, there's a plus, and there's a two. What, what are we doing here? Play the next video, sweetheart. A huge change is coming to the way people send and receive money. At some point in July, the US Federal Reserve is going to roll out FedNow, a new fast payment system. Now, as you'll probably know, moving money between bank accounts can take days. However, with FedNow, it is going to take a matter of seconds. So, on the face of it, FedNow is going to be very convenient and very quick, which means people will most likely happily adopt it. However, it does have some potentially very worrying features. There are signs that the Fed will be looking to build extra programmability into FedNow as the years go by. And this extra programmability could mean that the Fed is able to impose limits on people's spending and will also have oversight of what people spend, where they spend it, and how they spend it. So, okay, so I imagine people who hear me talking about this are like, Bimo, I'm not depositing no paper check. This is not gonna affect me. I want you to, I want you to remember what this, what this white man just said <clears throat> at the very beginning of the video. This is an attack on convenience. This is not an attack on your bank. This is not an attack on your money. This is actually an attack on convenience. If I was the government and I was releasing my own bank, would I spend billions of dollars trying to advertise for that bank, sweetheart? No. Would I spend billions of dollars trying to get the word out that we have a bank? Would I try to get, would I try to persuade the masses through commercial tactics that this bank is necessary for you to move on? No, I wouldn't do that. You know what I would do, sweetheart? You know what I would do? I would make it so that my bank is the most convenient option amongst all other options. And the way that I could do that is affect laws. Mm -hmm. I read the law that uh, there was the law that changed that allowed the government to delay the processing of direct deposits, ACHs, wire, wire funds, checks, all that shit. Mm -hmm. Um, it's only affecting checks at the moment, but it's only a matter of time until they get your direct deposit. This is what I'm saying. Right. Uh, if I was trying to get, if I was the government trying to get a people to use a bank freely, I would make my bank so convenient that the other banks would seem like we don't need them. Right? It's the same thing that happened to QR codes. There used to be a thing, there used to be an app for QR code readers. Mm -hmm. Then, Apple decided, you know what? We don't need QR code readers. We just put the technology into the software. Right. No more QR code readers. Let's make it more convenient for the thing that you have. Mm -hmm. So, I thought about for a second, because we're going to keep going. I thought about for a second, should I complain to the employer? But, sweetheart, complaining to the employer, wouldn't that be what what the government wants. If I complain to my employer and say, hey, it's taking too long for me to get paid. Right. Then the government looks into the ways like, okay, how can we pay people faster? Mm -hmm. And if ACHs, if wires, if 
checks can all be delayed by federal law. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you why this is not a hoopla yet, because it's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. When they start delaying mm-hmm. your payroll's direct deposit, right. and by delay, I don't mean a day. Mm-hmm. I don't mean like it takes an extra day. When they start giving you an allowance off of your own money right, from direct deposit, because of that's the law with the bank, I just know there's going to be a mass mm-hmm. introduction of Fed now so that people can be paid instantly. Mm-hmm. Throw a little tax incentive in there. There is no reason why an employer wouldn't want to use Fed now to play their employees. So nefarious. So, and the white man says some very scary things on the second half. I don't even want to go to the programming part because I'm not even at the programming part. Here's where I'm at because I'm poor. I do not pay and have no intention of paying my student loans. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, there's programs. Yeah, there's a gre- There's forgiveness. I've done those and everything. But at the end of the day, this is not literal because I don't have student loans anymore. But... um. <laughs> But at the end of the day, I'm not paying them because I can't afford them. Which is why there is $1.1 trillion in student loan debt. You know what other uh, 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 Supreme Court decision was made? They found that loan forgiveness, student loan forgiveness by Joe Biden was unconstitutional. What? Same slew of Supreme Court cases they found that the way that Joe Biden was going to do student loan forgiveness was unconstitutional. Now, there are some other ways that he could still get it done, but the way that was proposed to us during the pandemic, all that shit. Here's the scary part, though. Here's the scary part, though. If you're getting paid through your employer and your student loans are federal, (laughs) and your employer decides to use fed now to pay you you're gonna be paying them student loans Mm -hmm. you'll be paying the proper federal tax the federal tax that the government thinks you should be paying not the federal tax that you report that that is how they get that 1.1 trillion dollars back and ain't gonna be no student loan forgiveness they gonna basically take the money they're gonna garnish your wages before they garnish your wages if you are poor you know that one of the few pieces of protection is that institutions cannot look into your bank account without your consent nobody can send or take money from you without your consent with fed now not the case right People can send and take money from you without your consent. The government now has access to see, right. The government now has access to your money. That's crazy. To your money. Mm -hmm. If your labor produces capital and the government now owns that capital, what are we in? (laughs) Slavery. And it starts with the government giving me a fucking allowance right. off of my paycheck. And when I later house heard me, I'm sorry you had to hear me. When I was going <laughs> off on the people at the bank, you know what they told me? There's no more people you could talk to. Right. I said, what? You want to know why there's no more people you could talk to? Because that wasn't customer service I was talking to. 
That was the task force. Mm-hmm. See, I stuck with Superman. I know how these things work. You just don't announce things all willy-nilly and don't have a communication plan. Right. And the background of this joint, the cause was buzzing because I'm sure Americans who deposited their check on Thursday or on Friday looking forward to buying a brisket on Saturday so they can celebrate America's birthday on Tuesday came up short. Mm-hmm. In grocery stores, like, wait, 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 wait. I deposited my check yesterday. What do you mean I don't got no money? <laughs> and the trick bag here, sweetheart, is the reason why I wanted to talk about it on the show specifically and the reason why I wanted to tell you was Citibank and the reason why I wanted to tell you was only $3,000 and that it was my payroll check from an organization is because the trick in America is in capitalism, you don't talk about these things. You're not supposed to talk about, oh, I was broke today. Right. You're not supposed to talk about, oh, the money that I gave the bank, I thought it was a minimum amount, but they thought it was a, 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 a grand amount that needs to be broken apart. You're not supposed to talk about these things. And why aren't you supposed to talk about these things? Because it's uncouth, it's unpolite, it's not respectable. <laughs> also why I was scared this is why black thinking is so powerful because like I just said two things I just said I've experienced something from the bottom in which I'm being siphoned from something that if you weren't thinking blackly you wouldn't even think about to think that this is a product of capitalism you would just think this is a new regulation at the, at the bank oh it's a new regulation we'll get over it no nigga this is nefarious as fuck mm -hmm. second thing I wouldn't be talking about this if I was somebody else because I still believe in respectability. I need to be perfect. I need to have this image, this visage of, of greatness and beauty and perfect like my TV, like my life is a fucking TV show in order to be respected. We reject that notion right here on the show. Therefore, I'm telling you, over the weekend, I was broke, not because I ain't make the money, not because I ain't put in the labor, not because I don't have skills, not because I'm not talented. It's because the government tempered my money so that they can temper convenience so I could buy their fucking product. Mm -hmm. At this point, I'd shit. I'd rather they go back to selling paper towels. Go back to marketing. Give me a bad commercial at this point because if you're going right. to coerce me through fucking laws. Oh, I meant to tell you before, the law the law, the same law that said it took a day to process your check that now it takes a three days to process your check, mm -hmm. that law changed by like two words. Well. <laughs> and now we getting allowances from our paycheck. Crazy. Crazy. My heart rate done went up. We got any comments? Um, let's see. On Instagram, Mitch from the laboratory says, you're not poor, BMO. Stevie Wonder can see you getting money. Yeah, he can. And so can the federal government. Yeah. And they about to temper that shit. That's what I'm, t Mitch, that's what I'm telling you, baby. That's what, he, and you look now, you're an entrepreneur like me. And you would think that somehow we could protect ourselves from this situation. We can't. Mm -hmm. If anything, we have less protection because we're not even employees. And you know how employees think, oh my God, we finna be on Fed now in a minute. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. You know how employees think, I want it now. I want it the most convenient. Shut up. Right. Sorry, employees. What are the comments we got, sweetheart? Uh, the creative school says, simply put, and then because it's embarrassing, like we don't talk about it. Because it's embarrassing? Because it's quote-unquote embarrassing. Oh, man. We shouldn't be embarrassed. Right. We shouldn't be embarrassed. I see the tweet all the time that says only 1% or 2% of Americans are making $200,000 or more. It sounds about right. So the rest of 98% so of us out here faking? Because I get on Instagram, I don't see poverty. 
Y'all niggas look good on Instagram. I get on Twitter, I don't see poverty. Y'all look, you look. I go to brunch, I don't see poverty. Y'all niggas look good. That don't cost two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> True, brunch don't cost twenty thousand uh, 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 dollars. Brunch don't cost a system that you could build. Didn't you? I'm not gonna put the business out there, but you told me somebody had a chain that you liked, and then they told you it wasn't, it wasn't what you thought it was. Yeah, mute the mic real fast. Ah. Uh. Chain, right? Yeah. I know you're saying franchise. Oh no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's yeah. Not, none of it's this, real. It's I all just smoke thought this mirrors. nigga was dripped out. Like no. I gotta get a chain like that. That chain was fake. It's all smoking <laughs> mirrors. No, nobody got money for real. <laughs> well, not nobody, but you know, we all out here. Damn, that shit crazy. But yep. I feel like I feel like the reason we don't talk about it that's is part of a tactic of capitalism. Yeah, like they don't want us to realize that. Oh shit, we're being finessed right now. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. What else we got? Uh, let's see. On YouTube. Where does it start? Okay. I'll just start from the top. Uh, Good Vibe Trap says they need to give reparations on Fed now, or I don't want it. Facts. <laughs> we do need to talk wait, about. Wait! 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 Oh. Wait! 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 Maybe they will. And now that you think about not even, I'm not even thinking about reparations, but now, like maybe they will give reparations via Fed now, but more nefariously or even more evil, maybe they'll give out SNAP on Fed now. Maybe they'll give out food stamps on food now, on Fed now, mm-hmm. which then like mandates that a certain selection of the population is signed up for this digital currency right and uh sweet out <laughs> excuse me when i was on the phone and when i was taking the the reason why i brought the bus earlier well i took the bus the other day right yeah i tried to take the bus to the print shop mm-hmm. and um the 86 which goes down rhode island comes once an hour on the weekend. Really? Yeah. Damn. And one bus didn't come. I feel like it's always running during the week. No. No? Every 20 minutes during the week. Three times an hour during the week, during prime time, but only once an hour during off-peak hours. Rhode Island is a major connector between Maryland, where we live, and D.C., right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason why I was I was so sad because uh, I was on the bus app and I saw where the bus was supposed to come pull in, pick people up, uh, and then continue the route. But I saw that bus come in, turn its no service sign on, and then sit there. What? I saw like I'm watching on the app the bus that's supposed to be coming and continuing the route decided simply at PG didn't want to I don't know if it was systemic I don't know if it's individual but I just in that moment I was like man it is so sad how we treat how we treat poor people Mm -hmm. like completely disposable and I was sitting with oh man it was such an American moment I was sitting with two immigrants who were trying to go downtown for some 
uh, uh, Africana celebration. Mm -hmm. I was sitting with a woman with a baby and I was sitting with somebody who was trying to go to work. Mm -hmm. And the frustration in the four of them was so palpable. It was so tense. Cause they they watch and they like it's like because they've been on the bus for so long they already know that somebody just decided not to do the bus route right because they just sat there they looked up they were frustrated and then they just all sat down it's like nothing we can do for an hour I called a lift mm-hmm. and I felt bad I called a lift these people late late to work mm-hmm. baby outside mm-hmm. can't get to the celebration on time and I was like damn it's crazy how we pre poor people and yeah. what makes it sad. We treat them so disposable. And I think about it in this hypothetical situation where Fed now is automatically mandated for that same class. They are more disposable. Right. $1.1 trillion missing in student loans and they're going to get that back through this. Mm-hmm. How much money do these big corporations owe hiding their money in different countries? I don't even talk like this, but I'm just saying, why are you coming for us? <laughs> What did we do? Niggas wake up, they go to work, they do their job, they come home, try to fulfill themselves and satisfy their personal life and repeat. And you coming for our crumbs when niggas is leaving steaks on the table? Mm-hmm. What are the comments we got, sweetheart? Uh... Let's see. Okay. Um, Drew said, yeah, in some cases, checks are instant. Last paper check I deposited was in my account instantly. This policy just started, though. Literally on the first. July 1st, yes. Yes. Um, Good Vibe Tribe says, I knew it had to do with digital currency. And then Drew said, I don't like it. They can freeze all your assets or take out in taxes if they feel like it. Right. Um, Good Vibe Tribe says, we do need to talk about money more as a community, especially the hardship, so we can figure out what someone else did to avoid the trap. Yeah, very true. Very true. Mm-hmm. Mm, 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 mm. That shit got my. And same with wages with coworkers. Right. Yeah. We should. And we have previous comments. Uh, Drew said, my old room in Slow is being rented for $2,000 a month. DC is crazy and living expenses. So, Drew, did ha- room and board, if I'm not mistaken, we're like $3,500 a semester. Yes. <laughs> and then Drew said, I binged I'm a Virgo after you recommended it. Great show. Five oh, stars. Man. Oh, man. What yeah. a show. Mm-hmm. What a show, man. What a show. I hope he gets a season two, but you know what I'm saying? I reserved hope for season twos at the Lovecraft Country, to be honest with you. I just don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to put no weight. Yeah. All right, sweetheart. You know what time it is. <laughs> you know what time it is? Yeah. It's time for the burning question for the roach. Burning question. I have, okay, so. From you. Sorry, sweetheart. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't really know if we have the solution to this right now, mm-hmm. but I'm just thinking about Fed now. Um,. Is there really anything we can do in protest or, you know, to <laughs> other than taking money out the bank? But like, <laughs> okay, take your money out the bank, put it on the mattress. Old blueprint or new blueprint? That's this low key. It's kind of an old blueprint. Okay, so then we got to figure out the next thing then. Right. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, 
I don't really trust Killer Mike no more, so I don't know if I'm really fucking with Greenwood Bank. I don't know if that's the, I don't know if that's the solution, or it's the fact that like the federal law could just dictate that all banks gotta follow these regulations. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like then okay, then if it's a black-owned bank, or I'm sorry, if it's a white-owned bank or a regular bank, <laughs> that's how I want to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it don't matter, right? Are there private banks? I'm sure there are. Yeah. But but they, they're probably all federally backed, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the alternative is to, to this. Because, like, yeah, we can adopt our own currency, you know, amongst ourselves as a community, mm-hmm. but we're still going to receive money or checks Cash, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah. Right. Mm, I don't know. Ask the question again, though. Uh, is there anything we can do in protest other than, you know, just taking our money out the banks? Like, is there really a solution at this point? <laughs> I would need a... I would need to talk. I don't really know much about money. Yeah. But, like... Let's see if I transferred this problem to another subject. If there was a law that was nefarious and destructive to my nature, what would I do about it? Protest would be one. But protest is an attempt to change the system, which is an approach. But the other approach is like, how do I still survive and thrive? How do I maintain a lifestyle or grow a lifestyle within or without the system? Like, it really don't matter. True. So that's why I would have to see what the specific system would be like. That's why I'm like, are there private banks? Okay. Would there be a way that we could... Because putting it under the mattress is hoarding physical money. Mm-hmm. Although it doesn't grow, I guess it's safer under you rather than under someone else. Right. So the advancement upon that would be how do we keep money from us? How do we keep money safe from the federal government or people who want to take our money? And how does it grow while we have it? Right. That's I don't know what that is, but that's the answer. Grow it privately without the federal government. How? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's where I feel like the genius of black could come in too, though. Genius of what now? The genius of black. That's oh. where the... That's where, like, I don't know if you can solve that from top down. I feel like you got to solve that thinking bottom up. Yeah. How? Hmm. Hmm. We have a couple comments. How we do it before? It was, it was the, the cashing in the mattress method, right? Couldn't have been. And like gold and stuff. They could they couldn't have done they couldn't have been doing that in Tulsa. You sure? I don't know. <laughs> but they also I don't know if the the banks were, you know. It's like federally private back. or federally yeah. 
All right, we need to talk to an economist. <laughs> We've hit a wall. What's the, what's the quotes? What quotes? What we got in the comments? What we got? Um, the creative school says trust, and then the, the shrug. And they said it might be too com- too complex for just cash. Mitch from the laboratory says fuck the cash. It's not worth shit anymore. Loki. And then the creative school said stock market, drug investor, lol. And then Naya said, watch on your leisure. They be dropping gems on how to finesse. And then, Who's it then? Is it Naya, your cousin, Naya Brown? Okay. And then Natalie said, let your own community's assets value. Oh, let your own community's assess value, my bad. And then on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, Drew said, be Scrooge McDuck, log all your wealth in a vault. Good Vibe Tribe says, that's when we start sharing cooperatively. That's fair. So build a community and then circulate within that ecosystem. But how? What do you mean how? Aren't we doing it now? Okay. Let me see you later. Man, I'm having trouble right now. Why are you having trouble? (laughs) Um... I'm having trouble. And I, I, mm, I'm having trouble because, like, I feel like all all the things, and I love us. All those things have been beat already, though. Like, if we, if the, how do we pay each other? Let's say we do create a community and we do circulate amongst ourselves. How do we pay each other? Through our services or what we, like, you know, our talents, our abilities, what we can provide for each other. So there's no money. If we don't need it. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Hmm. Hmm. This. I am uh uh befuddled. (laughs) (laughs) You got me, sweetheart. I don't. (laughs) Uh. Drew says a barter system. Right. Exactly. And then Natalie said, take off your capitalist glasses, BMO. <laughs> right. Trying. Yeah. Right. You see? You got them all tight. Uh, <laughs> take them off. How? <laughs> oh. If I you lo- have everything you need, what do you need money for? PlayStation? <laughs> but if you have one, what do you need money for? I, I, we have a PlayStation. Let's say somebody else bring a PlayStation 5, somebody else bring an Xbox. Like, you have all these systems now. What do you need money for? What do you mean? Like, how do I get my PlayStation? It's right there. What are you talking about? No, we'll say I want PlayStation 5. Somebody else got one. They, like, <laughs> How'd they get their PlayStation 5? But I'm talking no, about... Let's, let's walk it all the way through. What do you mean? That's I'm why we find like, somebody who has one. Okay, you but how did, the how did that person get that one? We're not thinking about the past. The past is done. <laughs> no, the pa- no, 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 no. The past is not done. Yes, it is. The, pa- the past was at the beginning of this show. Like, it's still, <laughs> it's still going. What I'm saying is like, yeah, they used money, but like, what if we don't have a need for that going forward? They already have it. So like. I still don't got it. (laughs) I still don't got it. Okay. I still don't got it. Okay. 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 I understand bartering. I get that. Yeah. And I, but I only get that to a certain degree of things that already exist. 
What about things that don't exist? What about, yeah, what about things that aren't already in our ecosystem? Like salt yeah, or oil? Like what do we use for that? And how do we use it? That's why I feel so, I feel defeated in this conversation because at the core of Fed now is not like taxes where it's like, oh, I have to report that. At the core of Fed now is we're sending and holding and receiving money this way. Right. It's like if they had robots on cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then how do we, what do, like, how do we do, how do we do that? How do, even if we develop, we develop a different community. We all move to TDJ spot and we like, fuck it, we're not using cash no more, right? Yeah. So that means at some point we have to develop our own currency. But in order to de- out, work with the outside world, we'd still need to use money. Yeah. And so we send in money from our black state through Fed now to Montana. Mm-hmm. Don't that mean we are we are now uh, um, success? No, uh, 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 what's it mean? Uh, 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 yeah, we are now a victim of the central bank, right? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. In my in my head, we would use like cash, or we wouldn't use their system. You know what I mean? So like, we could still use money, but like, it just wouldn't be. Through Fed now. So we write a check. Yeah, shit. And it take them three days to cash. Shit, it. that's okay. their problem. Okay, I got you. Okay, okay. I'm with that. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into that. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. Thank you, lady in the house. That's why I needed to walk. Cause how? Cause yeah. we we don't gotta use the system. Right. Y'all can use it. That's Y'all can why. use it. Right. Shit. We wrote the check. Right. Shit. You can figure that you out. Just, on right. you. Right. This is money. As far as I'm concerned. This is money. Shit. Right. It's a check. From Wells Fargo. Right. Here you go. Right. I did my part. So it's out of my hands. It's above me. Can you send us to Fed now? Nope. <laughs> I don't know what that no, is. No, we don't got that. Okay. <laughs> we got Cash App. Right. We got Cash App and check. Right. <laughs> and money order. Right. That's funny. Okay. There it is. Thanks, sweetheart. I appreciate the revolution mind. There it is. That's what I needed. There we go. Okay. 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 The capitalist guys are still on, baby. They're still there. Got <laughs> 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 uh, any comments? Drew said, how a barter system would work in the digital age, I don't know. And then he said, the issue with capitalism is it forces you to play. Hmm? The issue with capitalism is it forces you to play. Right. The first question, I think, is NFTs, though. Oh. True. I just can't wait till niggas figure it out. <laughs> Ooh, we! I can't wait till niggas figure it out. When niggas figure out how to send food stamps through NFTs, what? That's crazy. Yeah. Like the barter through NFT, what? Mm-hmm. What if that was our money? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I've been spoken. It's the Fourth of July. Okay. NFTs, our money. What if you owned your money? Like, let's say we in the black, we in the black hood, right? We in uh, uh, Bemoville. Okay. In the state of black. Uh, and you work at Mr. Johnson's barbershop. And Mr. Johnson pays you, uh, I don't know what the dollar's gonna be, but six tubs an hour. Mm-hmm. Right? 
what if he paid you and actually, what if he gave you six tubs that had your name on it? Like it was your digital six tubs. You own these six tubs. These six tubs you can spend at the grocery store, you can spend whatever, whatever, but it's literally your money. And then when you go to the grocery store, you spend some, 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 some money on some honey, right? You give them a tub and they got your name on it, right? But when somebody else come and buy something or they, where the grocery store is spending money on a supplier or whatever, they're literally giving your money to the supplier. And the way NFTs work, right? Every time your money moves, every time your money sells, don't you get a piece of it, don't you? You following what I'm saying? Yeah. So like if I'm if I'm BMO, I work at Mr. Johnson's. I got paid in tubs. The tubs that Mr. Johnson gave me could either be somebody else's tubs or a newly generated tub. I don't know how that would work. But you give me a tub, you put my name on it. Hmm. I take that same tub, I go to the grocery store, yeah. I buy an orange oh. soda. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, I'm home. talking to myself now. Okay. <laughs> I buy an orange soda, right? The grocery store then goes to the manufacturer of the orange soda, which is also in Bmoville, and pays them the tubs. And it's got the grocery store's name on it. It's got Mr. Johnson's name on it. It's got my name on it. But it still spins like it's whatever a tub is amounted. I don't know if that makes sense economically. But it made sense just now. Somebody write that down. Put that in the new blueprints. I think we just solved cooperative economics in the digital age. Uh Uh-oh. How many people on the show right now? (laughs) Seven. Four. Y'all just found a revolution. (laughs) Uh, Yes. It's like four right now. Mm. And then some more YouTube. What you about to say, Cleon? I'm saying it's not a bad idea because if you get a percentage of every time that it's cycled, then you're making your money back. So it should continue to grow. Okay. Let's take this up with the next blueprint parlor. What you think? <laughs> okay. At the next one, I wanted to focus on a specific blueprints and try to build them out. I think we could take this one. We need it. We need an economist though. We need somebody who know money. Somebody who got a free mind, like uh, fuck the rules. Like uh, I don't care. Like, is this new system possible? I think you know, I, maybe. I don't know. We got we any more comments than other people in the house without before we get out of here. We gotta go to a barbecue. Um, good vibe tribe says money is as real as race. Mm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there is money, but it's more of a necessary evil. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a construct, but that doesn't mean they all that all interaction with it is evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he said tub equals Harriet Tubman. Of course. <laughs> of course. On Instagram. We're naming our currency after the greatest of us. Yeah. We got a tub. We got a soldier boy. We got a Marlon Wayans. It's going to be great. Marlon Wayans is the greatest of us. I don't care what nobody He's says. That's right. That's always in the blacklist. Marlon Wayans. That's right. <laughs> it's going to be Harriet Tubman. He's going to be the penny. <laughs> Marlon Wayans will be the penny. We're going to have a tub. We're going to have a, a Freddie Doug. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think here. You said a soldier boy. <laughs> we need a soldier boy. We need a New York Tiffany Pollard. We need one of those. Uh, She's going to be the nickel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and the number 12 now not exist. Like you can't have $12 in your account. You automatically go to $11.99 or $13. Like it's just, <laughs> we're not having it. Cause fuck 12. <laughs> Natalie said, living well has less to do with money and more to do with community values, which solves a lot. Yeah. So Natalie right. said, I wouldn't need no PlayStation 5 if I had good community values. That's what right. she said. Fine, right. Natalie. I hear you. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and then she said, that's the whole point of blockchain currency. It's not tied to the government. It needs community slash buy-in to thrive. Right. I think I got a good idea. What do you think? What do you think? You think you think it's a good idea? Yeah. yeah. I'll talk to the people now. Oh. oh hold on. My bad. What do you think? You think it's a good idea? <laughs> uh, the Should I keep quiet about it, though? Ain't nobody listening to me. Go ahead. The creative school said, yeah, not just NFT, even Bitcoin and others. Every transaction goes into a ledger and you decide what the value of these transactional items are. Yeah. Yeah. So then as long as, let's say in, in this, in this Mr. Johnson to orange soda supply chain, as long as we can create the means for creating that orange soda without external forces, we good. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then, we'll see here. We got to pay taxes on the land, probably. Unless we just going to fully succeed. And then we got to be willing to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we just have to be able to sell a good to the world mm-hmm. for currency. Right. That's fine. Okay, cool. Natalie said Would niggas want to oh. move To the black state And yeah. Bmoville How many niggas moving <laughs> How many niggas moving To T.D. Jakes joint <laughs> Is it gonna be a thing Cause t- the thing that T.D. Jakes said That pissed me off Was like It's gonna be all inclusive We gonna have black folks And Latino folks And white folks in there And I'm like I'm not mad at them people Individually but like Damn Damn <laughs> That's right <clears throat> well, Uh, Natalie said look at how these crypto people live they made a couple million and can't be contained mm-hmm mm-hmm Mitch in the laboratory said all the smart people true all the smart people gonna move to, to the black state mm-hmm yeah, uh, true. the creative school said that's why they often the crypto people like the civil rights activists facts I think mm. they killed the, um, the cash app founder they somebody did. stabbed him in broad daylight <laughs> That sounds so painful. A splinter hurts. Yeah. To be stabbed? Right. Fuck. <laughs> Damn. Whew. All right. Um, all right, y'all. I want y'all to enjoy y'all Tuesday. We'll be back here on Thursday. Uh, you can always watch the immediate replay right here on YouTube or on Twitter. Make sure you check out clips on Instagram. Follow us on all those social media platforms. Check out the Washington Informer Bridge. We'll be right back on Thursday with more Hawaiian with. But before you go, we do have my man Detroit Rivers Black Boy Joy singles out now. I guess you can check it out. Not I guess. You can check it out on SoundCloud. Make sure you follow him on all social media platforms. That's Good Vibe Tribe right here on YouTube and Detroit Rivers on uh, Instagram. Good Vibe Tribe. We appreciate you. Black Boy Joy, we'll see y'all on Thursday. Sweetheart. Hmm? <laughs> Good morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on tight. Don't let this feeling slip away. Oh. It's city, yeah. Happy, Happy feelings. Break your Beverly and make Don't, don't be amazed. Find yourself. Learn your joys and pains. Live your voice and sing. The sounds of your heart. Don't you worry about a thing. And don't forget your lyrics. This is a reminder of joy. Every time you hear it. Just Everybody's joy. Smile, you can wear it. Contagious, won't you share it? Let love lose.
The word is power, killing niggas in every song. I think it's coward. Easier to act tough when you and down because the world incriminates us. Cause we and down, are we afraid of our own kind? And it's really wild. I think they got us backwards, but I figured out it's easier to fit in than it is to stand out. So I'm black boy joy when I'm cruising around. And I'm black boy joy, fresh hitting the town. And I'm black boy joy, dancing, cleaning the house. And I'm black boy joy when I go for a hike. Been black boy joy since I was riding a bike. My son, black boy joy, and that's crazy to me. I was miserable growing up, I really hated it, G. But the world is much bigger than I was able to see. So get this black boy joy up on your brain. This black boy joy, get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy, do all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. One more time, get this black boy joy up on your brain. This black boy joy, get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy, do all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. Smile.